Bethlehem. We got you covered. 98.4 FM. Feel good music. Yeah, Bethlehem, we are in your area. We hope you're good. Thank you very much. 1545, an advertising campaign by Vehicle manufacturer BMW has been criticized by some South Africans who feel it undermines their dignity. The advert shows a tagline with the phrase, I am my ancestor's wildest dream. But there is a line though, uh, through uh, the word ancestors. The brand says it was intended to showcase diversity and inclusion. We now speak to Asanda Nwasheng, a diversity expert, and uh, we also reached out to BMW, but they haven't responded yet. We hope that once they respond, we'll also ask for a free car. BMW. <laughs> I don't have a BM. Thank you very much. Never owned one. Uh, Asanda, hello. Hello, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You know, it's a pleasure. Good to have you on the show. I don't know if I'm supposed to say compliments of the new season. Some people get annoyed. <laughs> right? This this is too much, man. This is too much. No, that's okay. You still, <laughs> still have time until 31st of January. Okay, no, thank you. All right. All the best for 23 and beyond, Asanda. Thank you. So, what's your understanding of the of the phrase "We are our ancestors' wildest dream"? And uh, do you think the use of this tagline in this uh, ad deserves the negative reaction it's getting? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know what what really caught my attention when I when I saw the tag when I saw the advert is really that the word ancestor had a strike through. On it, which I mean, if if you know communications 101, everything in, in in a message, whether it's text or pictures, it tells you a story. And I just got really upset and thought that you know this deserves some engagement because what it told me is that whoever put together this ad really does not understand what it means when people say, you know, they are their ancestors' wildest dream. Because to my mind, what it means is that, you know, people are recognizing the fact that due to apartheid, colonialism, slavery, and all the other systems of oppression that have kept black people down, black people have not been able to live their full lives and they have not been able to fulfill and actualize their dreams, both both in the past and in terms of, you know, having been erased from from narratives, and 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 it happens even to this day. And so when I saw this ad, I thought it was really sad that nobody thought about what does it mean symbolically to strike out ancestors and repeat history, because throughout history, people's ancestors have been struck out. We know in South Africa that when the missionaries came, the first thing they did was to kill ancestral, uh, you know, engagement and connections of black people with their ancestors. And then immediately after that, what then followed is that there was a decimation of uh, ancestral lines through things like forced uh, removals, forced immigrations, which meant that black people didn't know who their great-grandfather and their great-grand, you know, relatives were because they were forcibly moved and the graves were left where people were. And so this is a deep history. And that saying is not, it's a very deep saying, you know, it's not just a thing that you that you throw out. It's something that black people used to celebrate, that despite everything that has been done, despite every attempt at black people and black people's ancestry, we were able to overcome. And here we are able to fulfill our, you know, biggest dreams. And I think I, I want to point out that I, I don't for one second believe black people don't deserve BM, BMWs or whatever other car brand or life.
I, we deserve them if that's what we decide we want. But what we don't deserve is a luxury brand company telling us that our dreams are defined by, you know, access to capitalistic items like a car brand when our dreams are bigger than that, you know, and our ancestors' so, dreams. Our, our ancestors, you know, we're not, people are not fighting in the MK so that people can have BMWs. So, Let's be serious about that. People were fighting in the MK so that we could be, we could be realized as a people and we could have dreams beyond the materialistic. So, Asanda, the brand says the yes. ad was intended to showcase diversity and inclusion. Does the ad translate this in any way? And also, at the same time, um, I take it the people who were complaining were mainly black people. It's black people. So I also want to find out from you, don't other um, you know, nations, other white people, don't they have ancestors? I think, I mean, this is a question that people are asking. Mm. Everybody has ancestors, and different people revere their ancestors in different ways. But it's only black people who have had such a systemic history of erasure of their ancestor mm. and such deliberate acts to strike out their ancestors, to erase their ancestors. Mm. And so this is why black people are upset. And it's also because the images, you know, there's two images in particular, and both of them use different black women. And if you actually go to the ad, there's a whole, the whole campaign is called Generation Joy. Mm. And what it does is that there's a whole video, which I actually watched because I wanted to ensure that I understood the context. Yeah. And it's an interesting concept to talk about Generation Joy, and I think they could have done a great job, and I think the concept itself was great, except it's the execution mm. where it went wrong, because the concept shows you, you know, queer people, it shows you young people, it does show diversity, but the way in which it was done, it shows that there wasn't a full comprehension, that diversity is not just about representing people who represent identities, it's about understanding the language that people use and why people use that language. If you listen to that generation joy in there there's, there's kind of a monologue and in this monologue it's literally like a mashup and a mm. mock fest essentially of all the messages that black people have been saying whether you're talking about black lives matter or any other you know struggles that black people have been through which have led to these kind of slogans like we are our ancestors wildest dream and i think it's one of those things where people think that just because something is popular it's not that deep and it doesn't have meaning and resonance for people and we take for granted and i think you know you'll probably find that there was a black team behind this but that doesn't excuse the racism behind it because it's institutionalized racism where it doesn't matter if the bodies behind this kind of campaign are black or white or whatever mm. race they are. It is institutionalized racism because only in an institutionally racist organization, mm. in an institutionally racist world, would it be okay to mock somebody's kind of uh, beliefs in that way? And besides even just the beliefs, like the idea that People don't seem to understand that there's a history in which our ancestors were erased and cancelled in the way that, you know, that name ancestors was, was kind of attempted to be erased in the ad is, is part of the problem. And I think as black people, we also need to introspect and start asking ourselves, you know, how do we understand ourselves and why do we allow other people to come and subvert our language and essentially culturally appropriate our language of struggle and our kind of ways of dealing with the oppression that we face. And I think, you know, 
One of the other things we forget is that capitalism is the best friend of colonialism, slavery, and all the other systems of oppression. If you if you think about slavery, for example, it starts and colonialism starts with the Dutch East India Company, VOC. Capitalism was at the heart of the selling off of Africans to you know places across the world for free labor. And so we can't, you know, throw around things like that. We can't just strike out names and cancel names without thinking about what that means. And I think, you know, they'll probably argue as well that they had focus groups and this is what people were saying. Just because a a customer base is telling you something about what they think and what they believe, it doesn't mean you can take those words and kind of put them out. That is exactly why you need mediation, you know, in in terms of media and communication specialists, diversity specialists, Mm. etc., yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you next. Maybe, you know, once these people have these ideas, what do, do they call a, communi- a committee, uh, you know, different leaders, uh, you know, to come and, you know, view the ad and tell them what they think about it? Or do you go uh, on social media and, and, and place the ad and ask people what do they think about it? Because we'll, 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 we'll keep talking about these so-called racist ads over and over again because some people will tell you that no mm. these companies do these things deliberately because uh, they do it for the grams you know they want attention they mm. know that even if they get fined it's nothing you know uh, they'll move on and then the brand will get more exposure well i mean i think things are changing in terms of that i think black people are waking up to the fact that you know we cannot allow or continue to allow our pain to be kind of used and to be, you know, disregarded in the ways that it is, particularly in in this particular ad. And I think that, you know, for for me, what's important, having I've actually worked on campaigns as a media and communications consultant as well. It's part. It's one of the things I do working on campaigns. And one of the things that that we do normally is that there would be a legal check to make sure that every text, every copy, every picture goes through a legal a legal screening to make sure that nobody can sue the company based on the information that has been put out. And I think, you know, people recognize the need for legal screening because they don't want to get sued and they think they don't want to cost the company money. But they don't understand the need for a diversity screening where you bring in an expert to come in and look at the stuff and make sure that before you put it out that it actually is something that's not that's going to make customers want to buy your product rather than wanting customers to cancel you and uh, like not associate with your product and to me what was sad is realizing that you know exactly exactly on the same day last year yesterday the ninth we were busy dealing with the controversy of h&m and h&m's controversy and exactly you know a year later it's yet another company and we're going to have to do this until society gets it gets an understanding that until we start dealing with diversity and transformation and make it part of everyday conversations until we start talking about racism and the impact of colonialism slavery and all the other systems of oppression we are going to continue to have these you know arguments about what is and isn't and it's only when we normalize these conversations and when we prioritize understanding acknowledging and respecting black pain and black trauma and intergenerational trauma when we will be able to have these conversations as a society without them becoming, you know, viral posts on Facebook or becoming inflamed in the ways that they can become. And so the good thing that this has done is it's forced South Africans uh, particularly to have a conversation about ancestors. Um, and I see that the conversation has actually gone 
global. But the bad thing is that it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be like this. We, we've always needed a conversation, engagement, yes, but it didn't have to go, to play out in this way. BMW could have been part of a positive conversation about what are the traditional norms that people value and how do we engage and think about them and and how do we ensure that people who think differently about different things, that diversity, that inclusion is kind of engaged, debated, and discussed so that we're not sitting here having interviews about this and, you know, possibly doing the same next year with a different brand and a different name. So um, there was recently a commission eh, into racism in the advertising industry, now that you've said that. Uh, are we ever going to reach a point where we are not having these conversations and interviews? <laughs> I think, I think, I think, you know, every single year, and I ask myself, do I still want to do diversity work? Yeah. Is this still a need? And just as I'm getting to press thinking, ah, maybe I need to rethink, uh, something like this comes along. And, I, and I'm just reminded that, you know, we are dealing with 400 plus years of oppression. And it's going to take many years and many generations to get us to unpack the roots of and the depths of the oppression that we are facing. You know, the South African advertising industry, as you said, was the South African Human Rights Commission, and there was and, and there was an investigation. Um, and, you know, it was found that there obviously was racism. And, and advertising industry execs need to talk about this, and they need to figure out how do we change this industry? How do we bring transformation? And how do we engage diversity experts to ensure that the messages we are sending out there are appropriate messages and that they speak to the customer instead of offending the customer. And I think, you know, um, we barely ever have in South Africa a situation where white people come out complaining about an ad. It happens so rarely because they have representation in the room and people who understand white people and how they think and what is offensive or not offensive to whiteness. But we don't have representation in the room when it comes to black people. And even when we do, their voices are drowned out. And when black people do point these things out to their colleagues, they're told that it's not that deep, it's not that serious, you're overthinking this, etc. And and essentially are laughed at when they raise the fact that, you know, this is not something that black people are going to entertain or going to think it's good. And we've seen with, with Black Lives Matter, we've seen with all these other movements that society is becoming increasingly intolerant towards organizations and society for their lack of acknowledgement of black pain, for their mocking of black pain, and okay. for their disregard. Asanda, unfortunately, we are running out of time. Uh, we're just a couple of seconds away from the news. Please, you have 20 seconds um, to respond to the last question. Is this likely to affect their sales or customer relations in any way? Because people are still buying Balenciaga. <laughs> I think, no, I think it is. I think these things do have an impact on on their sales. And I think even if it doesn't necessarily have a huge impact, I think that people do think about which uh, which, which brands they're associated with. And they do actually care mm. about how that association, you know, uh, affects their own personal brand. And I, and I just want to put in a last thing, which is to say capitalism has this thing that it does of basically trying to talk about people being self-made. And I think this is part of what they're trying to do. Whereas we've seen in South Africa an episode of people wanting to connect to their ancestors and becoming Sangomas. So it was really badly timed, if you think about it, because 
people are really deeply wanting to to engage their ancestors and reconnect with ancestral rights, etc. And so this is the wrong time. This is definitely the wrong time for them to do this ad. Thank you so much, Asanda, for chatting to us. All the best, and Thank we hope you. to chat to you in the not-too-distant future. I'm sure we'll still talk about these things in very soon, before the end of this year. Thank you. Thank you so much. There you go, Asanda. They have been very passionate about this. Uh, Asanda Mwasheng, the diversity expert on Radio And she broke it down beautifully, actually.